And hey, there we are. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Podcast 2022 for the American Express. I'm your host, DB. I got COVID Pat with me. We'll hear from him more in just a second. First of all, as always, the betting show presented to you by our friends at Covers.com, the place where people who love sports go to win. Winning starts at Covers. NFL still going on. NBA's hot. NHL's hot. Soccer, I don't know. Who knows? You know, not me. Golf's going on all the time. And it's it's where you go to start your betting process, Covers.com is. They've been making smarter bettors for over 25 years, and they serve over 20 million sports bettors annually. They got up-to-the-minute odd screen, so you can always make sure you shop the best bets. Industry-leading matchup pages for handicapping gains. Uh, and Covers is a place where sports bettors can connect with over 500,000 other sports betting-loving members in the forum. It's, it's a beautiful thing at Covers.com. And we are pumped for tonight's show. we got a special guest joining us here in just a moment, a guest picker that we're going to hear from. We're going to break down everything on the on the golf course all three golf courses how to approach it from a betting standpoint a couple hot takes there we're gonna get to your outright bets all the good stuff but first pat how you feeling didn't mean to out your medical history there but um how you feeling with the rona uh, i'm sorry to hear it buddy sorry to hear it well you know it was bound to happen at some point and you know this uh, i'm wearing this uh, national 2021 national champion Georgia Bulldog hat, uh, and this was not the only souvenir that I got in Indianapolis. I got uh, I got the bit, got the COVID, got the the Optimus Prime version of it, and um, so you know it's just uh, I'm dealing tonight, laboring a little bit, laboring a little bit, but uh, we're gonna have a good show, and looking forward to it. You know, it's that time of year, three courses, three courses, right? Um, so anyway, ready to go. We have sound issues. Technical difficulties piss me off. They really piss me off. Why can't just work, you know? Okay. Apparently we're fine. Thank you to those of us in the chat. Those of you in the chat helping us out. We appreciate that. Producer Sam's, he's doing his best. He's a great man. He's a great man. Uh, I'm taking my hat off now. You taking that national championship hat off? We had such a great time in Indy. Listen, thanks to everybody who uh, supported us. In Indianapolis, we got a lot of Twitter, you know, Instagram, Twitter DMs saying they were happy for us. We had such an optimal time. We don't have time to get into all that, but it was so great, and um, it was just so much fun. And we appreciate everybody being patient. We really appreciate Mark Hill and Sam uh, kicking in to get the show done for the Sony Open and doing a great job. You know, Mark, Mark was great again. We love Mark. He's got a big week this week on the DP World Tour as a lot of big names are in Abu Dhabi. Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, Hovland. Tommy Fleetwood, all these guys, Adam Scottson uh, playing the Abu Dhabi. So if you're into betting that, or you're into playing DFS for that, you need to check out Mark Hill's show that drops uh, here on the YouTube channel for Tour Junkies, or be sure you've subscribed to the DP World Tour Junkies podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It is now in a separate stream, uh, podcast stream than ours. So shout out to Mark Hill. Also, shout out Garrett Simmons, our new Corn Ferry Tour kid. He's the, we're calling him the kid, you know, he's a young buck, 27-year-old young buck, mm-hmm. single, no kids, no responsibilities, running a podcast on the, on the Corn Ferry Tour for us. He's a former Corn Ferry Tour caddy. He knows his place, these places so well. He dropped his first episode this past Saturday because the golf tournament starts on Sunday in the Bahamas for the next couple of weeks. And he's already, he's, he's looking good right now. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm gonna. He's already got a winner rolling right now. Chris Baker was a guy he had on his radar, like 50 to 1. Chris Baker's tied for the lead right now, uh, second round. So shout out to Garrett Simmons. You're going to want to check that out as well on the YouTube channel. 
and look up the Corn Ferry Tour Junkies podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. So uh, we got that happening. Also this week, our interview with Kevin Strillman is dropping. Now listen, if you're thinking to yourself like, hey, Kevin Strillman is probably just a lame dude. You know I mean? He's a guy. He's just a guy. He's a white dude that looks like a CPA maybe or possibly uh, you know, a middle school math teacher. He kind of looks like one of those guys. But let me tell you, Kevin Strillman, we've done a lot of interviews over the years for players. He was one of the like, best dudes and, and really entertained. The dude's been on tour for 13 years, fam. Like, he's made a ass ton of cash on the PGA Tour and just being regular. You know, He's got some good stories. We love talking to him. He was super nice. Um, uh, so check that out. That's going to drop on the YouTube channel and the podcast on Thursday as well. So big week. He could really pass as a CPA, though. Like, if he's walking oh, down the street, you're like, that's, that's my CPA. There he is. There he is. There he is. Uh, look, look. Hey, save me some money on my taxes, man. More than last year, dog. You know what I mean? Like you could say that to him, and he and he might be like, "All right, cool." So, all right. Um, our special guest is here. I was going to get in some hot takes on Kevin Na and Grace uh, Grace and Murray, but maybe we'll get our guest to chime in on that. We have a special guest tonight. We did this from time to time last year. This is our first one for this year. Bringing in a guest picker. You know, it's it's kind of like game day, college game day. They bring in the guest picker. You know, they make the home team mad or happy, whatever. But we're going to bring him in, and, uh, and I want you to learn a little bit more about him, and we're, we're going to put him on the spot and have him pick a winner for the American Express. I hope he's ready. Producer Sam, why don't you bring him in, then I'm going to intro him. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast, Mr. Roger Steele. What's up, man? What's up, baby? How y'all feeling? Trap golf, trap golf. Good, dude. Building. How are you? You're looking Real. good, man. Looking good. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast. Listen, if you guys don't know, who Roger Steele is, the man is is doing it. He's uh, make golf cool again. Is make golf cool? Is this guy right here? He's on Instagram. Instagram and TikTok is really where I think my man thrives. Trap golf representative Callaway. And what is so cool is to to have watched you kind of grow in this in this. You know, I guess you're a golf influencer. I guess that's what you are. Um, yeah, I don't know if you like to call it that. Pigeonhole me into Pigeonhole me into that. <laughs> But super funny. I love your your videos where you kind of you you kind of kind of riff on golf and and maybe even make fun of it to a, to an extent. But dude, I saw you recently. We've been trying to get Roger on the show for a while, have we not? We've been we've been DMing for months about this, and we just could never make it happen. But partially because this man's schedule is banana land. I just saw you doing you do these things called. I know you do a bunch of stuff, but I want I want you to tell us a little bit about this. Is it range talk? Is that what it's called? So that's the thing that we dropping with Callaway coming up. Yeah. So yeah, that's Range Talk. So we had we did it with Steph Curry, Xander, John Rahm, Anika, Yupa Sasso from the LPGA US Open, women's US Open winner. Just did one with Phil. Yeah, I was you know just I mean? about so, to say. Yeah, we was just kicking it with Phil. So yeah, Callaway, they opened up their they opened up their phone book for me, man. And I was like, Yeah. I'll take it. I'll you, take it. You do a great job, man. But we we, we kind of want to know any behind the scenes stuff, especially with like Phil and Xander and Steph, like you got anything that you could kind of, you know, fill us in, tell us, give us a little story, a little nugget, especially those guys, man. I mean, those guys are legends. Yeah, man. I, I, I think that with, with Phil, uh, spending that time with Phil, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm afraid for everybody that's playing against him, especially on the Champions Tour for 2022. And then, you know, oh, yeah. I think he going, I think he, I think he got some, I think he got it. Mike, Probably got a couple wins going for him in 2022 on a PGA Tour too, man. 
Like he hitting the ball very long and he got like a, a weird amount of control. I always thought Phil sprayed the ball. Every time I seen him live, like he was hitting it left, right, left, right. You know, all his highlights come out of the wood from weird places. So I'm just like, man, Phil don't hit fairways like me. That's like my brother right there, you know? <laughs> but, then, but then we get out there and I just see he got complete ball control with his driver now and beating it. And I'm like, hmm, that's like a, a game changer. You know what I mean? So I'm looking to see him have some success, especially uh, down at the Masters, man. I was talking to him about things on his, his to-do list and, he had that pretty high up there, building a lot of shots to help him uh, get around Augusta pretty good. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, spending time with Phil, I just never, everybody called Bryson like the uh, the the nerd in golf, but Phil is like next yeah. level though, dog. Yeah. yeah. Like Phil is next level, bro. He like, was the original nerd. Yeah. He was the original golf nerd, for sure. Yeah. You know, DB sprays it all over the place too, Roger. So, you know, <laughs> praise God, praise God. But yes, here's sir. the thing. Here's the thing, here, Phil Mick, you can spray it all over the place at Augusta, so it doesn't really matter. But hey, yeah. look, so you, you mentioned Steph, you mentioned Phil. Who are like who's a little more low key? Somebody, you know, that was like really impressed you with some of the stuff you've done that, you know, that's not a, a, as big of a name like a Phil or a Steph or something. But like but Xander a sleeper though, man. Yeah. Xander like Xander give you one of them, he give you that vibe that like no matter what sport he picked up, he was gonna be lethal at it, you know? Like, you know, it's just, like, got that real, like, subtle killer. Like, he looking at you in your eyes, and you feel, like, a little intimidated a little bit. Like, why do I, like, we just talking about breakfast. Why do I feel like my heart rate speeding up a little bit, dog? <laughs> but he got, like, one of those auras that he, uh, he gonna, he, you know, he handled his business, man. And so I thought that meeting him in person, seeing how diligent he was about his craft, and, you know, obviously he's an amazing player, one of the best in the world. But I was just impressed, like, how well-rounded he was as a person, uh, and just, like, just understanding his mind, his steadfastness, his steadfastness to how he gonna accomplish his goals. I think he definitely gonna he, he gonna uh, uh, scratch that major box uh, very soon. I, I got that in twenty twenty two for him. How, how far are you hitting it, Roger? What's your what's your man? Because you hit it. I got this new rogue man, and my ball speed jumped up a little bit. So like my ball speed sitting right now between like one ninety and one ninety four, something like that. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, it get a little, it get a little toasty. I didn't know it was like I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, it a little toasty coming off that face now, dog. You know, <laughs> dude. But not, but you know, we got a we got a very toxic relationship with the fairways. Same, same. Yeah, very toxic. Hey, what's what's next for you? Like, what else are you working on? Obviously, you got the range talk stuff. But like, if right. you're if you're given the 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 thirty second, sixty second pitch to people who don't know, like, who is this guy? Why should I follow him? Like, what's next? And 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 what are you? You know, what are your followers going to get out of you? Man, we're just going to keep making golf cool, baby. I just think that it's an opportunity to to showcase golf through a, a new light, right? Like, it's just, you know, I grew up in a, in a lot of other sports and in a lot of environments that, that golf don't necessarily coincide with. So I'm just excited to frame the sport from the vantage point of somebody who, you know, is, is familiar with the space, but, like, has a very different take on how it should look. So, like, a lot more PGA Tour events. Uh, you know, a lot more golf experiences naturally, like setting up things for us to have in-person experiences with different people that I engage with state to state. Uh, and then a lot more dope content series uh, coming out too, man. Keep making y'all laugh and help y'all learn a little bit along the way. So it, it's going to be awesome. fun, dog. It's going to be fun this year. All right. A lot of people don't like to do this, but like if, if you're going to brag on yourself, like what's the, what's the favorite, like your favorite piece of content that you've ever put out? Cause I, I have like a couple videos, like I think it was some of your early videos yeah. uh, that, that, you know, stick out to me. They're pretty funny, but like, what's your favorite? Man, my, my very first one, dog, 
that's the, like I made this. Uh, I had this thing called Real Talk that I do. Yes. And it was just, yeah. bro. Like what happened was, like, so I, my background. I'm like, I come from a media background, so I do content creation for like different companies and, and athletes. And I was just, I was really into like the visual storytelling. Yeah. And then when when COVID happened, I got fired from everything. Oh. So I go from like being booked and busy to like people like the calls was coming one after the other. People were saying like, hey man, we can't pay you this month. Like we don't know what's going on with the world. Wow. So I just, I sat around for a few months and then I just like, man, all these people that I was kind of trying to like dumb myself down to fit in around, like they all just turned their back on me anyway. I should have been being myself the whole time, you know? And uh, and so then that's when I just, I, I sat down in front of a camera one day and I, I had all my buddies that was asking me like, man, I want to play golf. Yes. I want to play golf. I see you out there playing golf. And I was just like, look, man, instead of having all these one-on-one conversations, I'm going to just make this one video and I'm going to just send it to that's all That's the one. That's the one I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're almost and like, I, you're almost like, it's like the warning label. You're like looking at your boys and going, y'all, you think you do, but you golf think, is bro. evil. I don't, I don't care. I don't care what you did in your past, dog. You know, what, what, yeah. what, uh, grade school, grade, uh, uh, championships you don't want, dog, but, uh, golf is not going Golf is not going to uh, correlate with that success, dog. <laughs> yeah. Not the same thing. Yeah. It's not the same thing. That was a good, that was a good piece. Um, well, before we get out of here with your, with your pick to win, I do have to give a shout-out. Our boy Aaron Munn tra- of Trap Golf, founder of Trap Golf, right? Yeah, uh, sure. I reached out to Aaron. He knew you were coming on the podcast tonight, so uh, he's agreed to do a little giveaway. So all we're going to oh. do, you know, Roger Steele, he's, he's one of my favorite influencers, golf influencers. That, that's, why we, that's why we're having him on. You know, I mean, it ain't because Pat wanted, you know, I mean, no offense, Roger, but I mean, Pat, you know, look at him. So obviously Roger's one of my, one of my favorite, uh, you know, golf influencer followers. So in the YouTube comments, okay, in the YouTube comments, I want you to comment who your favorite golf influencer follow is on any social media platform, because maybe we don't know. And I'd like to know. I'd like to know who to go out, you know, who to go check out. Comment who your favorite golf influencer is. And uh, the, we're going to pick one at random, and we're going to send you out a little trap golf package. So a hat and a shirt. Aaron Munn's agreed to do that. So we'll send that to you. And, it, and listen, if you look, if you win the contest and go, man, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like Pat. I don't think I could pull off the trap golf stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, that's how you feeling, baby. That's how you no, feeling. No, I don't know what this, where this is all coming from. <laughs> then, then maybe we'll send you tour. If, to, if that's the case, knows, we'll send you a tour junkie swag pack. And we'll look, send somebody I'm else deal, a trap I'm dealing golf. with the COVID. I'm dealing with the COVID. He's trying to, like, just throw, just pile it on me. That's what he's trying to do. <laughs> Pat, let's be real, okay? We're real talk with Roger Steele, okay? I got some trap. Be, be real, I have some baby. trap golf. I have it. I just Why, you, you have it. You knew I was coming on. How come you didn't put it on for me, baby? What's I, up with I, that? Yeah, it's COVID. It's COVID brain. It's COVID brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's what we're gonna do. Comment your favorite influencer. Put that in the YouTube comments. If you're watching live, save it for the end. The live comments don't count, and we'll send you a little trap golf swag pack. Or if you pat busted, we'll send you some tour junkie stuff. All right, Roger, we're going we're gonna to have to get out of here with this. Listen, now, we've never had a guest picker actually pick the winner, so that's no pressure for you, and you no could go down as a legend. So um, tell us who you got for the Amex. Uh, just because, you know, I'm a very emotional picker when it comes to stuff like this, man. I just I ride with my <laughs> homies and, and people that I get access to because I know what kind of work Good they to put know. me in. Yeah. So for this one, I'm going to have to go with a, a little long shot, but my boy Taylor Gooch, bro. Oh, okay. I don't know if y'all know about right. Taylor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But look, but look, man, my boy, first of all, I saw him out at Kapalua, and, and he just absolutely striping the ball. Yeah. Then, you know, with him, it's just a matter of he hitting fairways, his, his strokes gain on the approach, like yep. he's just hitting it in there tight. Yep. And I just asked him a simple question, like, bro, how your putter feeling this week? He like, yeah, we ready. 
Well, bro, I'm like, all right, if that's the case, bro, you, you got it. You got it, baby. Okay. I got it. So, I mean, Roger, you're talking to the tour junkies, bro. We've been doing this seven years. We, yeah. we, we knew these kids when they were in diapers, all right? And, oh, and we, we bet and gamble on these suckers every week. So we know the Gooch is loose. We're f- very familiar with Taylor Gooch. The kid's Gooch a stud. Loose, baby. He's Gooch a stud. Loose. All right, so he's, he's about 36 to 1, I think, is the best number I see on FanDuel. So 36 to 1, can Taylor Gooch do it? Now, before we get you out of here, now i got to ask you this. Do you think did you see did you see his round with Kevin Na this past week by chance? No, I didn't get to watch okay. it. Tell me, fill me in real quick. Apparently, I mean, there was some rumors going around that Na's slow play was really getting in your boy Gooch. I think it was testing his Christianity a little bit out there on the fairways, brother. Uh, old Gooch, boy, he's a good kid, but I think he was getting tested by <laughs> Kevin Na's slow play. Mm, that's a that's a hot one right there. Bro. You got any takes on the Kevin Na Grayson Murray stuff? Did you see that go down? I did see that go down on, on Twitter, man. And uh, mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, look, my whole sentiment with this is like, I hate slow play, bro. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, them PGA Tour players, they used to that. They know what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, if, you, if you're going to take that time, just make sure you get the ball in the hole fast. And yeah. So I've never been a, you know, I think that like players controlling the tempo, like in other sports, that's like a, a strength. That's an asset. You know, you make people play at your tempo and however it affects the rest of the field, that's how it affects the field. Uh, but I also think that, you know, I, I just think that Kevin not doing, he, he doing Kevin not type stuff, man. And if you can't handle it by now, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. We got to, we got to boss up a little bit. <laughs> All right. So uh, Taylor Gooch is the I like pick. clapping back though. I love when PJ, I love when PJ tour players clap back. <laughs> we need to see a little bit of that. I don't do we? Too. Yeah. We need, more. Um, we need more of that. All right, Taylor Gooch is a pick from Roger Steele. Roger, uh, as, as, as you get out of here, man, plug what you want. Where do, where do people go find you? What do you want to plug? Hit it. Man, y'all just need to get trappy, stay trappy. Go check us out at trapgolf.com. Make sure y'all shopping with Callaway. Uh, and then I got some special announcements coming up, so just hit me on the page on IG, man. All right, got it. At Roger Steele? Is that right? At Roger Steele Jr.? No, just Roger Steele. Just at Roger Steele. Sam, Steel. what we got Junior up there? What we doing, man? What we got, Roger's right, kid coming up? You got a kid you don't know about? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Not that I, not that I know about. Hey, Roger Steele, let's do it. Thanks, man. We appreciate you coming on. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you on again. Hey, man, appreciate you. Stay bro. trappy. We'll see you out there on a PJ Tour event, too. Yes, sir. Thank you, Roger. All right, Roger Steele. I'm going to put some of that trap golf on, I promise. <laughs> Get that COVID brain out of here. <laughs> Uh, awesome stuff. Thanks, man. Uh, love it. All right, Roger Steele, that's the man. I'm telling you guys, this is a funny dude. He's a really funny dude. Check him out. All right, Pat, let's get into the American Express. We're going to talk some betting. We're going to talk about these golf courses this week at PGA West. The amateurs are back this week, um, and I'm not talking about me and Pat. I'm talking about the guys yeah. that, uh, that play with the pros. So say hello to six-hour rounds. Um, tell us about the golf course. What do we need to know, dude? Yeah, so uh, we've got three courses this week. Uh, now, last year, they did not have three courses. They dropped La Quinta. Or La Quinta. Yeah. Is I like, I used to call it La Quinta. Year one. Um, year one, he called it La Quinta. Year one, I called it La Quinta, but I learned. Uh, it's, now, it's, it's now La Quinta. Um, but they dropped that last year because they did not have the amateurs, so they didn't have so many players on the courses. But we do have three courses this week. Amateurs are back. 156 players are in the field this week t65 and ties are going to make the cut actually does that drop is it 54 no i think it's no, still 65. t65 it's yeah. 65 still but it's after, after round three holes yeah yeah so you get you get at least three rounds you're going to play tpc stadium course at pga west you're going to play the pga nicholas tournament course and lakinta country club now the stadium course is a pete die design 
That is the main course for the tournament this week. So if you make the cut after Saturday, you're going to play that course twice. So you'll play it on Sunday. It's a par 72, 7,158 yards. You've got four par fives here. All of them are, are rel- actually all the par fives on these three courses are all relatively easy and not that long. You got four par threes, Bermuda grass, tee to green. Um, the Nicholas course is part is a par 72 playing about 7,150 yards. Again, four par fives, four par threes, Bermuda grass, tee to green. And then La Quinta country club is a par 72. Also just over 7,000 yards. Same thing. Four par fives, four par threes, Bermuda grass, tee to green. Um, you know, this one is, that is, is typically played as the easiest one. Um, and you know, stadium course is supposed to be the hardest but the last few years, it's actually played a little bit easier um, than, than, than how it really kind of started after they redid it a few years ago. Um, but look, I think any player can win out here. This is definitely a long shot week. Par 5 scoring to me is going to be huge. I am going to look at, at form for sure and some course history. I mean, eight of the last nine winners here have at least played here once before with Adam Long being the exception when he won in 2018. I mentioned par fives. I think par five scoring is huge this week. Strokes gained approach as always. Strokes gained off the tee. Opportunities gained. Um, you look at your past champions. See, woo! Last year in 2021. Yes. Then you had Andrew Landry in 2020. He was 201, by the way. Adam Long in 20 to, in 2018. I have written down 601. Yes. Good Lord. Yes. John Rahm obviously uh, was not 600 to one when he won in 2017 and then Hudson Swafford in 2016. Other winners here, just as uh, just to note, Patrick Reed, who's in the field, Perez, Hoffman, uh, Charlie Hoffman and Bill Haas. Hoffman withdrew, but yeah. Yeah, Hoffman withdrew, but I'm, I was just reading off other winners. Well, we know how you are with withdrawals, Pat. You don't. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you done? I don't, I don't know if I am or not, uh, to be honest, but I think I am. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, I, I think this is uh, in the last six years, you've had one winner shorter than forty to one, and that was John Rom when he won it ten to yeah. one. Uh, you know, you got you got you got some decent names up top, that's for sure. But definitely, it seems to be a place where any kind of any kind of game can win. Bombers have an advantage for sure. Um, the rough isn't super penal. Greens regulation is pretty high here, um, so bombers can win. Shorter hitters can win. It's not, it just doesn't seem like a course that just boxes a certain player type in, other than you got to score a lot of birdies. You got to make a lot of birdies and eagles. And the weather so far early on looks pretty mild, maybe a little wind on Saturday. But other than that, everything looks pretty easy. Like we've had this for the last couple weeks. Yeah. No real wind in Hawaii. Looks like no real wind this week in California. Um, so it's going to be another scoring fest. It's been like 24 under average winning score the last few years. So you better bring it. Um, and you can be, you know, you, you got, you got to have guys that are aggressive and I, I'm the course history thing is not really being weighted as much for me this week as maybe it was last week for looking at the Sony. But, um, I mean, most of the guys have played this tournament before outside of a few corn Ferry tour rookies. And I, I guess I'm, I'm more weighting guys who have, who we've seen in the last two weeks. So most of my picks are guys that have played at least one of these Hawaii events and some of that's just because it's kind of the devil we know versus the devil we don't know, right? Like, I, I mean, who knows what, what these guys have been doing since we've seen them last in maybe, maybe, maybe November, but probably October or September. So, you know, every year early in the season like this and these first few events, to me, it kind of, it kind of helps to 
at least have a little idea of, uh, you know, of, of where their game is at. Even if they haven't played well in Hawaii, you know, miss cut or so, like it still is something. So now there's a couple names in here that I've, that I've got written down that I think I might lean a little bit on, uh, even though they haven't played yet, but I think that's a thing. So, uh, I don't know if I think that's okay. I don't know if I do. I mean, we were saying one of the narratives going into the century was, oh, we haven't seen Patrick Cantlay in forever. Well, yeah, but the century's the first event back. I know. I'm just saying, like, I don't necessarily think that these guys have bad form because they didn't play in Hawaii. Yeah, but okay, but every year at the at the century at the Sony and even some this year, you're gonna you're gonna get guys in the press room, and what are they gonna say? They're going to say, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, you know, it's first week back. It's kind of shaking the rust off. It's seeing where the game's at. Like, you're going to get that. I can pull clips for that. I can pull transcripts for that right now. So, I mean, that is real. It may not, I mean, just because you're Patrick yeah, Cantlay. Great, but that doesn't necessarily make me on a guy or not. I'm not going to take, not take a guy if I think he's, a, you know, good fit for the course because he's, because he didn't play in Hawaii. Okay. Well, we're different there, buddy. I mean, I, I, I think it means more than any course history at this event. I don't think course history plays a big deal into this. I'm not saying it's a big deal, but I would certainly look at it. Okay, good for you. I always look at it. Yeah, we know. Um, I think that's all I got. I mean, Patrick Cantlay shot a 61 here last year. By the way, uh, Siwoo Kim was on the betting card for for yours truly. It was one of I think it was my first hit of the year of of 2021. He was on the betting card last year when he won. Uh, he withstood Patrick Cantlay's 61, course record-breaking 61 on the stadium course. I think he broke it by like two shots, and he did it on Sunday. Uh, that's pretty, pretty, pretty played, good. If you played in Hawaii, so we're going to use that as, all right, so you played in Hawaii, right? What, let's I did say not you played play the Hawaii. Century, but you didn't play the Sony Open. Uh-huh. Aren't most pe- people that play the Century Tournament champions, what are they? They're champions. Yes, they're the best in the world that have, that have all won the year prior. Okay, what's your point? I'm just saying it does. I just don't think it really matters all that. Do you want a trend? Eleven of the last fourteen winners have played in just the Sony Open before the the, the American Express. Yeah, but they're they're all they've all they're winners. They they've they've won at the Century Tournament. I mean, they won to get to the Century Tournament. Champions. I said the Sony. Offers. I said the Sony. Eleven of the last fourteen winners have played in the Sony before their last, before the American Express. Okay, whatever. I don't. You want to keep arguing about that for fifteen minutes? I just don't. Uh, I don't think I've read that like all over Twitter today. Like all I've read. That's all you've read. A lot of it. Yeah. Wow. And you're just going to buck the system because that's what you're going to do for no other reason. Maybe I just, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, the Optimus Prime <laughs> has my brain thinking more clearly on, on what we should really be thinking about. <laughs> I think it probably does. All right, let's get into the picks. Let's look at the favorites up here. And then I want to spend a lot of time in these long, longer ranges because I mean, that's where like most of the field is at. Before we do that, we do have to let everybody know. Our friends at Fujikira Golf are back. Love Fujikira. I've got the Ventus shaft in my driver right now that is helping me keep it a little more tight in the fairways there. But it, the Ventus TR, brand new shaft, launched today, and it's the number one driver and wood in the last two weeks on tour in terms of how their players have played, including Cam Smith. Cam Smith won uh, the Century Tournament of Champions with the new Ventus TR on the driver and the three woods. So check out the Fujikira ventus collection when you go to get fitted we always recommend you go get fitted for a driver do not buy a driver off the shelf i don't care what handicap you are don't buy a driver off the shelf always 
always get fitted. And when you go, ask beforehand, do you guys carry Fujikira shafts and the Ventus? That's what you need to do. Check it out. It's good stuff. All right, Pat. Short, uh, short range here, up to 25 to 1, top of the board. Now, this is interesting. You've obviously got the studs in John Rahm and Patrick Cantlay, really the class of the field. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start this off by saying this is my stay away range. Now, I'm sure, you know, if you listen to Tour Junkies podcast, bold. yeah, I'm sure you know. <laughs> but, but I guess I, if you look at implied odds, implied odds, the implied odds combined for John Rahm and Patrick Cantlay are to put them at 23% chance of winning this golf tournament. 23%. And it is obviously, we talked about it, a historically long shot event. Uh, you know, and, there, and there's been good players that have played here frequently. So, uh, you know, that's, that's what you have to decide. I feel like that's the very first decision. When you're looking at the betting board this week, you have to decide, am I going to have any exposure to those two players? Because if I am, you're going to have like those two players, you know, more than likely, unless you're going out over your skis a little bit with your bankroll management, you're going to have those two players and maybe one or two more. And then that's it. You know, in a 156 man field event where a guy like Adam Long won at 600 to one just two years ago. So you, you kind of have to make that decision up front. And I mean, it's laughable, I know, but for me, I'm easily going to not do that. I will take my chances with the rest of the field and have more outs and more bets uh, on the board. So what are you going to do about those two first, Pat? Well, I, I agree with you there. I think, um, you know, for me, I, I, I'm not going to bet on Rom or Cantlay. Um, you know, besides the fact that it just doesn't really excite me all that much, but you look at the field like this, you look at winners we've had in the past, long shots, you know, three quarters of this field are over 100 to 1 and not, I would say. I'm, that number may not be exact, but it's, it's yeah. probably close. It's a lot. Um, so I think that, you know, and the way these, these courses line up, you got three courses. You got amateurs playing. You got easier pin positions because you do have the amateurs. You have all kinds of different factors with the three courses and whatever else that so many different players can win. I would rather take my chances, drop down the board, you know, take some longer shot guys and then you know maybe this mid-range which i do like a little bit um and that's that's where i'll go now there's there's a couple shorter odds guys that i like um, but it's certainly not going to be uh rom or Kim. okay so we're, we're on the same page there i got two names here in that 25 to 1 range and the first one's tony Finau. uh the best number you can find on him is at 24 to 1 on FanDuel. Um, but Tony Finau, we just saw him play the century, finished 19th, nothing crazy to write home about, but I, I liked seeing the ball striking. He was two, he gained two shots, tee to green. The putter wasn't there, you know, whatever. Um, played here, played here last year, finished fourth the year before that finished 14th. So I'm in on Finau at 24 to one. And then Corey Connors. I mean, I, I wanted to kind of see what, we, what he looked like last week and he looked okay. He wasn't amazing. He didn't set, set the world on fire, but he played pretty good. I think he finished 11th or so, something like that. Um, the ball striking was definitely there. Corey Connors uh, hasn't played here in a couple years. He's got a miscut and a T50, I believe. Yep. Um, but, I mean, you know, when you think about a place like this that just, you just got to pound a bunch of greens. I mean, Corey Connors comes out last week. Here's, here's a name. You know, here's a guy that came out his first event that we've seen since, you know, November and did great. He did what Corey Connors normally does. He gained almost two strokes off the tee and he gained six strokes on approach. Uh, and the putter is kind of like, it's kind of interesting to see three out of his last four events. He's either been, uh, he's either broken even or he's gained strokes with the putter. And he's a little streaky with that putter and we know, but I mean, if Corey Connor starts making putts, 
uh, as we all know, he could he could go bananas. So uh, he's twenty five to one. The best number on him is at BetMGM. So I'll go Finau and Connors. All right. Well, um, I was really feeling like I wanted to be real disagreeable with you to start the show, but um, I actually do agree with you on the Finau pick. He was one of mine. I was kind of surprised that you you were going to go there. So I do like Finau, and I saw that twenty four to one number as well. I like Scotty Scheffler. I mean, you you see him as as short as maybe sixteen to one on some books. I've seen him at twenty to one. So if you can get him at that number, I think that's a good number. Look, last time he played here last year, he did miss the cut. But as I mentioned when I was talking about the courses, you know they didn't have La Quinta. It's a little bit different setup. But when they so the last time they did have three um, played the three courses with the amateurs and everything, um, he was twenty. He was T three. So or third, I think it's third all alone. So I think Scheffler, just you look at just the way he strikes the ball, um, you know, obviously was trending up last year, especially after the Ryder Cup. He makes a ton of birdies. Um, he's 10th in the field in birdie or better percentage. I, I really like Scheffler this week, and I think that 20-to-1 number, if you can get it, is a good number. Not as sold on him at 16-to-1, but, but still probably if I'm going to go with the shortest odd guy here in this field, I would go with Scheffler at 16-to-1 but definitely get 20 to one if you can. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of examples here of, of, you know, why it's important to have more than one book because, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a big difference with Scheffler, obviously bet MGM getting him at 20 to one. If, if you're strictly a DraftKings person, you're getting him at 16. That's the worst number I can find on him right now. So definitely important to do that. Uh, all right, Pat, what about the next range up to like that 75 to one spot? All right. Well, I'm sure you knew I was going to talk about this guy and that is Matthew Wolf at he is, 30 to 1. Yeah, 30, 31 to 1. Head. 31 to 1 on FanDuel. 30 or 30 FanDuel has these weird numbers. Like you, yeah. you, would hate, you probably hate FanDuel Sportsbook I do not because like you hate strange numbers. That's why I said 30. I don't, I don't wanna, you converted I don't it in your mind. Really. God, if you Unless guys like only knew how OCD and how strange Pat, Pat Perry really can be. Anyway. I, I do don't do know like about that. Wolf, man. You know, I, lo- I love – I, I am very, very bullish on Matt Wolf this season. I am. I took him I as my – what did I take him? Did I take him as my second pick? I think I took him as my second pick in the Mayo draft. I like him a lot. Now, look, I know he does not have very good history here. I know this is – you know, may not be the best setup. But it's look, not. He should destroy these par fives. He really should. I mean, it's not that I don't think he won't destroy the par five. I'm worried because, you know, while these courses typically do play easier – like there is trouble. Like so, it doesn't. There is. It doesn't concern me that he's not going to make a bunch of birdies and eagles. He is, but I just also am worried about the the water balls and stuff. But however, you know, again, it's a fifty four hole tournament guaranteed. So you you know you could be aggressive with a kid like that. That may be the play. Actually, yeah. I may be talking myself back into Matthew Wolf. Well, I didn't know I what like to do him. with him before this. I like him at that number. And you look at the way. I mean, the last time we saw him playing a PGA Tour event, he was P eleven at Houston Open, was P fifth at Mayakoba. You know, he really came back strong, I feel like, after the whole, you know, the, the mental things and their, and injuries and everything else that he was dealing with at the beginning of last year. So I really like Matthew Wolf, and I, I think that number at 31 is good, or 31. Um, here's another one I like. Willie Z, 50 to 1. No! Oh! Will Zalatoris. Now, here's, I kind of feel like we need to have a conversation about Willie Z. You know, he was the hot guy last year. Everybody wanted to talk about him. You know, he, he was trying to get, like, official on the tour because he was coming off of the, 
the web.com and the corn fairy or, or whatever. And, but I think Willie Z actually is going to come in under the radar a little bit as you're talking about DraftKings, you know, DFS. But I still like him also at that 50 to 1 number. You look at his stats, strokes gained approach, check the box there, driving, par three scoring, ball striking, birdie or better percentage. I, I like a lot about Willie Z this week. Now, his putting is always an issue for sure. But I think uh, at 50 to 1, that is a, a really good number on Willie Z. Isn't he uh, Ben? Ben loves for me to say this. Isn't he a Cali a Cali kid too? I mean, I I know he's got ties to Texas, but didn't he? I think he's very he's very he has a lot of affinity for the West Coast. I think. Are you just saying that because he's like skinny, blonde haired guy no. that you know kind of has flowing hair and no, like maybe looks like a surfer or something? You like? Um, like where's he from? Will Zalatoris. Yeah, he was born in San Francisco. Yeah. I knew he was a Cali, he's a Cali kid. I've, I've heard him talk about, I've heard him talk about his, his love for the West Coast swing. All right. Anybody else? I got a couple names. Another, I got a handful another of Another one I like is, uh, I like Seabez here at 60 to one. Christian Bazudenhaus, 60 to one. You know, you look at his last few events, he finished T17. By the way, your Sony Open, your hot, played in Hawaii theme, uh, T17 <laughs> last week, had a T15 uh, back in the fall at Mayakoba. I think Cebez is a, is a good fit here, too, so I like him there. Maybe that's another thing you can put in the YouTube comments. Are you, are you on my side with this Hawaii thing? Do you feel better about clicking the name if, they, if you've seen him play a little bit of golf in 2022, or do you just not care? Put that in the comments as well. That'd be great. Help us out. The comments help, people. If you want to help us, then help us. Put some comments in the YouTube. Yeah. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Do all those things. We, we need it. We appreciate it. Thank you. Good job. By the way, one more thing about Cebes too. He's a good putter, which I think this this course, these greens, you know, they are Bermuda, but they're not very grainy. Well, they got a lot of POA. Here. There's a POA over. There's all kind of POA Bermuda yeah, so overseed. I, I think what that's going to mean though is it's going to just be the best putters you want to look at. I don't never, I don't think I'm just going to look at Bermuda. I'm just going to look at maybe some of the best putters over you know a significant amount of rounds. Cebes is fourth in the field over his last 100 rounds, just putting. Any surf. Yeah. Played well over the weekend, too, at the, at the Sony. Well, you didn't name a single name that I have written down. Good. That's good for the people. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Um, what do we think about Russell Henley again? I no. mean, the man. You know what I have? I have JT posting vibes with this one. Really? You mean like yeah. driver yips? No, like just. You know how JT posted almost one last year, but then he yeah. didn't. Yeah, that's true. That's that's the that's the vibe. Yeah, but got. yeah, but with JT, it was literally a ball that was a pube hair out of bounds that that Kinda, that rattled that really him. Affect you, and it got Seamus Power on the tour. Like that was what that yeah. was the one Seamus Power won. Uh, um, I but just Hideki just like literally. I mean, drove a dagger through him. I mean, like, I mean we didn't get a chance to talk about it because obviously the Roger was in there and our technical difficulties and all that. But I mean, the drive that Hideki hit on eighteen, and then that three wood to three feet. I mean, so it, that's what I'm saying. Like that's for for Russell pressure. Henley, yeah, that's, yeah. That's but I mean, for pressure. Russell Henley, it's not like it's not like it wasn't like to me. That's different than the JT thing because like that that you go to bed thinking about that drive and that ball being yeah. literally having the, the the guy the rules official take a string to determine whether the ball's out of bounds or not like you're going to bed thinking about that it's messing you up like russell henley still played amazing he gained almost nine shots t to green he didn't have a great back nine when when the pressure was on 
he gained nine shots tee to green and almost six on the putting green, like I mean, on the putting surfaces. So, so I mean, he yeah, he, he was dialed. He, he golfed his ball. It. He was throwing absolute darts in there. He's thirty six to one on Fanduel. Another weird number. Now he's never played well here. You're it, definitely going with you don't care about course history. He's never this played well here. But he's but this is last four cuts here. Yeah, you're right. I, he has. And as I scrolled and looked at his his form leading into those four years, it looks nothing like the ball striking form that we have right now. So to me you can throw those last four years out of here, out of there because, I mean, it's, it's a different player coming into this, this event. So I don't know. It's just tempting. And, and maybe the number is too – maybe the number's a little short because of the recent play. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a wait-and-see kind of number on him at 36-1. to But it, it's just one that I wanted to talk about because it was an interesting thing to think about today. Um, now, here's a name that has not, we have not seen so far uh, this year, but you, you're going to laugh because, uh, you know, you just, you're going to laugh at me, but at 70 to one on FanDuel, I, I, I really like Luke List this week. <laughs> I really like Luke List. Okay. Now Shocker. a mix, a mixed bag of results at the American Express. He's played here seven times. He's made, made four cuts uh, with a little bit of upside T21 last year, T6 back in, uh, in, uh, in 2016. I mean, Luke is also, you know, he tends to prefer the West Coast. We, we, we heard that on our interview with Luke. He likes the West Coast. Had a great fall, 7th at the Zozo, 11th at the Houston, 10th at the RSM. Like, the ball striking has been very solid. It always, as always, is going to come down to what for Luke? The, the putter. So, um, I don't know, but it's 70 to 1. It's just one that kind of caught my eye. So, I mean, I guess those two, I mean, it's, I, I wish Siwoo was playing a little better because I still like him at 65 to 1. I, I think that's kind of a longish number. He's 65 to 1 on DraftKings. I feel like that's kind of a long number for a defending champion and a guy who's won twice on Pete Dye courses and three times on the PGA Tour. Like, doesn't that seem a little long to you for yeah. Siwoo? And, I mean, I he's a very aggressive player. So, it, it, it may not be the safest outright play. This may be more of a DFS feel, but he's an aggressive player, and um, right now he's he's pretty volatile, which is tends to be what you want in a tournament or something on on DraftKings. But yeah, I mean, not, he's not hitting the ball great with his irons at the moment. But at sixty five to one, I just looked at it and thought, wow, that's that's not a bad number for a defending champ who could who could really. I mean, I think Siwoo could win anywhere, and I don't think he's you know I don't think he's intimidated by uh, anyone in the field. So, I don't know. That was one that was interesting to me. I can't believe you didn't say Ricky at 60-1. to 1. No, I may play him in DFS, but I'm not going to bet. Yeah, Daniel Bate up in the chat. You're due, DB. Hashtag Luke List. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm going to ride Luke List all the way. All the way. Until either he retires or we get canceled. One or the other. All right. Uh, I have one pick in this next range. That kind of over 75-1, to 1, but up to 125-1. to 1. This is where line shopping hashtag line shopping means a lot because uh a lot of names in the over 125 to 1 area but for me the only one in here that i've got is at 100 to 1 and uh he's got a great record here actually a 16th a 37th an 18th and a 29th his last four attempts here at this golf course so clearly he's comfortable and he's coming off a seventh place finish at the sony open it's mr russell knox yeah. I'm going to go a little Russell, Russell Knox. Yeah, I mean, gain strokes on every category last week. Just a great, you know, another guy like Corey Connors, who first event out the gate, came out re- looking really sharp. I mean, seven strokes gained over Tita Green. 
um, putted well, which is very rare for him. You know, and so that's something that's interesting because, like, Russell Knox is a terrible putter. That, that's his issue. That's his bugaboo, right? I mean, the last event we saw him before this was the RSM where he lost six strokes putting. And, and so now he comes to the Sony and he gains 1.6. And you're thinking, hmm, I wonder what happened. Did, it, did something happen between October and January? Well, I don't know. Maybe it did. You'd like to think so. You'd like to think that in the offseason, Russell Knox went to his coaches or somebody and said, hey, I need to learn how to damn putt the golf ball and put it in the hole. And maybe he found him a little something, something. Or you might say, oh, well, he probably just putts well. Maybe he putts well, um, you know, at the Amex. Well, he doesn't. Like, he's, he's pretty terrible at the Amex. He's only gained strokes at the Amex once, which isn't great. Before the Sony, um, he doesn't really do well putting the Sony either. So maybe he actually found a little something on the offseason. But the ball striking's been great. And 100 to 1 seems like a decent value. So Russell Knox for me, that's it. Okay, well, that takes one of mine away. So I will go with, um, you know, I, I think Carlos Ortiz at 80 to 1 is interesting. I, I think this could be a good course fit for him. You know, last time, uh, I believe last time we saw him, October, where he finished uh, second. Um, could be wrong there. Yeah, second at the Mayakoba. Now he does not fit your narrative of playing in Hawaii, so we we don't have not seen him there. Um, but if you you know just look at Ortiz, you know he is a. Uh, hey, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, what what are you doing? Twenty uh, fourth in ball striking. He's six in opportunities gained. So that's a scoring stat on Fantasy National that uh, I like. You know, especially in a scoring week like this. Um, you know, top twenty five in strokes gained approach. So you look at Ortiz. I mean. He definitely checks boxes here, you know, and I think, you know, we saw him with that second place finish at Mayakoba, 80 to one. That's a, that's a pretty long number for a guy who's won on tour before, you know, who is a, a solid player. I like that, that number. So there you go. Okay. I mean, you took my other one at, at Knox with a hundred. Gotcha. All right, let's wrap this up, Pat. We got to hit the bombs. There's a lot of bombs here. Listen, this is a yeah. valuable reason to be in the nut hut. Um, by the way, our boy Caddy John dropped some knowledge there on the putting surfaces in the Nut Hut today. So if you're if you're in there, check out Caddy Info. Dropped some really good intel on the greens as he does every week, just on the whole golf course. Um, but the Nut Hut community is growing; it's booming. We had we had some good hits last week. Um, get in there, get in the Nut Hut. Go to tourjunkies.com/nuthut. Join. It's ten dollars a month, ninety dollars a year. It's an incredible community. We got channels in there for every sport. People giving info and sharing information for every sport. We got a crypto NFT channel. If you're into that, that thing's hopping right now. Yeah, get in the nut hut. It's uh, it's going to be good stuff. We'll, we'll be doing our live chat on Wednesday nights and maybe a little bit also on Thursday morning with the three hour delay uh, for the East Coasters. If you want to check that out, the the nut hut is booming. Get in there. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. So we'll talk through a lot of these. There's a lot of names in here that are worth potential flyers, but let's just name a couple. I'll start with K.H. Lee at 130-1 to 1 on DraftKings. He's played here three times. He's got a T21 and a T32. He's coming off, uh, you know, not great finishes at either the Sony or the Century. T48 last week at the Sony, but I'm kind of liking what I see out of K.H. Lee. The, the ball striking is there. You're just waiting on the putter to come around. Last week, he gained 3.4 strokes T to green, lost strokes putting, gave them all back putting, basically. But we know K.H. Lee turned, you know, P.J. Tour winner, aggressive player. I like that about him. So uh, KH Lee is interesting to me at 130 to 1. Um, this Adam Svensson kid, who I was debating on him all freaking Wednesday last, last week and Thursday morning. 
I was debating between Svensson and Novak, and I went Novak, and I definitely should have gone Svensson. Svensson played great last week. He's 150 to 1 on DraftKings. He's actually played here before as well. So he's one to watch. Um, and there's, there's some bombs. If you, if you do some line shopping, uh, James Hahn, 280 to 1 on FanDuel. He's a West Coast player. He's a hot player. Like when he gets going, he can make a lot of birdies. He's a PGA Tour winner. He's 280 to 1. Hudson Swafford's 250 to 1. He's been playing better lately. Obviously a multiple time PGA Tour winner. And then a guy, this is my last one. My last one. And this is a total bomb. I dished this out. I, I'm now, Pat, I don't know if you know this, but I'm now a very excellent showdown tout. Did you know that? Oh, I did not. Oh, know. I'm a showdown tout. Yeah. Last week, somebody asked me after I think round two said, who's your showdown play? And I said, I got one. And it's a guy who can, doesn't have a lot of pop in the bat, but he, he, he hits a lot of fairways, hits a lot of greens, and he can get really hot with the putter. And he's on a medical exemption. He's got limited starts. He's picking and choosing his spots to stay on the PGA Tour. He's chosen PGA West, and he played great last, last week. Wesley Bryan, a PGA Tour winner at Harbortown just a couple years ago, is 350 to 1 on FanDuel. Now, that is obviously, that's, a, that's what we call a bomb, okay? Mm. He finished T27 last week at the Sony Open. You know, maybe it's a guy who you wait and see what his top 20 number is or something like that. But, I mean, gained three strokes on approach last week, four strokes putting. Wesley Bryan's a player, and, and he's on, like I said, he's on limited starts coming off of medical. That's just a long shot uh, on FanDuel at 351. Okay. Well, I got a few here um, that I like. One, you know, the first one I'll mention mainly because is I think his odds are just so crazy across the board because you see him as short as 100 to 1, but you can get him at 161 on FanDuel, and that's HV3, HV3 Harold Varno the third. Oh, yeah, he's 90 to 1 other places. Yeah, 160 to 1 on FanDuel. I mean, you look at his stats, you know, he's, he's a good ball striker, great on approach, aggressive player, um, you know, checks the box and like better percentage and opportunities gained. So I think HV3, getting him at that 160 to 1 number is pretty incredible. I feel like that's probably going to get shorter, but I think that's um, something to look at. Another one, here's a rookie, a couple of rookies for you. Um, Aaron Rye at 160 to 1. He's a guy that's played extremely well lately. Um, He's not a great putter, but um, you know what? I don't know. If I don't mind him, him either. Putting. Mm-hmm. So I like him at 160 to one. He's 12th in the field in ball striking, 21st in approach, top 10 in driving accuracy, which I think is a kind of a sneaky stat to look at this week. So I do like Aaron Rye there, and I say that from a sneaky stat because on some of these courses, not Laquinto, because Laquinto is more of a tree line course, but the other two have a lot of water. You got to hit fairway, okay? So you can't get yourself in a lot of trouble. So I do think that could be. Just a, just a stat to look at. And then Davis Riley is at 200 to 1. Ooh. I mean, this guy is not, I mean, it's not like he's, you know, that new. I mean, he played a good amount of starts last year. He was kind of like, you know, the, you know, the, the bridesmaid to Willie Z. But I do think Davis Riley is a guy that can make some noise on tour this year. You're getting him at 200 to 1. You know, he's another guy, good at ball striking, very accurate off the tee. Good off the tee, strokes gained off the tee, 31st in the field. He's third in birdie or better percentage. So I think Davis Riley at 200 to 1 is a, is a very good long shot. And that's all I got as far as uh, the outrights, but I do have several top 20. I didn't, couldn't find top 20s. Where'd you find them? Uh, I found them on DraftKings. 
All I see is top tens. Did you pay attention to whether or not they're top tens, Pat? Mm. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Good God almighty. Oh, man. Uh, COVID. No, I, these were top 20s. I can't find them. Unless, unless the site I'm looking at is wrong. Are you on DraftKings? I'm not on the DraftKings site at the moment. Are you on DataGolf? It, it, yeah, I'm on DataGolf, and it's importing just DraftKings. They're the only top 20. I can't even see. Hold on. What if I do that? No, I can't even see those. Forget. All right, forget it. I, well, we don't have top 20s. We don't have time for top 20s tonight. Um, all right. Let's get to our favorites, our favorite bets of the night, pal. We've named a few favorites here. We've named a few names here, right? Guys who we think you need to jump on early, you need to jump on now, and our favorite bets that we want to lock in right now, presented by Covers. Winning starts at Covers. If you're a sports better, Covers.com is where you need to go. Our, our article comes out tomorrow afternoon on Tuesday or so, so if you're looking for top 20s, head-to-head matchups we like, and maybe a prop bet, uh, check out the free article on covers.com that drops on Tuesday afternoons. Did, did pretty good last week. Had a, I think we hit two or three matchups. We hit a top 20. Uh, I, think that, I think that's it. So we did pretty good last week. I think you would have made some units on covers.com. All right, my favorites, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you four, and then if you don't name one guy, I'm going to give you another one. But Corey Connors, for me, 25-1, to 1, the best number I can find him right now is BetMGM. The, the ball striking clearly shows back up. First event out last week at the Sony, finishes 11th, killing the irons. Uh, I think Corey Connors just makes all the sense in the world there at 25-1. to 1. Our guest on tonight's podcast, Roger Steele, mentioned uh, his pick was Taylor Gooch. We didn't talk about Taylor Gooch, but Taylor Gooch is obviously playing some really good golf right now, coming off the first victory back in the fall. He's got a fourth-place finish, a 17th, and a 21st in this event. Obviously, he likes him some PGA West. Finished 27th at the Sony last week. I think Taylor Gooch is riding a lot of confidence. He's obviously playing well. 36-1 to on FanDuel doesn't feel like a terrible number in this field. And then I'm going to go with Russell Knox at 100 to 1. Talked about him. He's got a great record here as well. Loves him some PGA West and played really solid last week um, on his way to a T7 finish at the Sony Open, where he gained strokes in every major strokes gain category, including putting, which doesn't happen often for him. So I'll go Russell Knox and then KH Lee for me at 130 to 1 on DraftKings. I, I think you get on that number of you know aggressive player, PGA Tour winner, uh, played the two events in Hawaii. So he's in rhythm. He's ready to go. Cage Lee at 130 to 1 on DraftKings. That's it for me. All right. Well, I'll give you uh, three or four here, too. I like Scotty Scheffler at 20 to 1 if you can get him at that number. I think that's a really good one there. I like Matthew Wolf at 31 to 1. Uh, as BB corrected me, he said we can yes. get 31 to 1. Uh, so I'll go there. I like Willie Zalatoris at 50 to 1. I'll take that number. And then I will go with HV3. Harold Varner III at 160 to 1 is where he is yep. on FanDuel. And you can get him a lot shorter uh, elsewhere. So look on FanDuel, get him at 160 to 1. And uh, those are my four names. Yeah, that's the, the HV3 number was the one I was thinking, you know, you need to name. I mean, if, if you're watching this now and you can find HV3 at 160 to 1 on FanDuel, I think you, you know, you should do something like just because he is 90 and 100 to one everywhere else. And we're all waiting on HV3 to win that first PGA Tour victory. Yeah. He's been close before. He just had the baby in the fall. Maybe he's got a little baby swag, nappy factor going on. I don't know. But we're all waiting on that to happen. And there's probably not one of, you know, a better guy on the PGA Tour. We've had him on our podcast before. He's a great dude. 
Probably not a better guy on the tour to have that happen to. So we'd love to see it go down, especially if we put him down at 160 to 1. Yes. All right. I think that's it. The American Express betting podcast. Don't forget to comment on the YouTube video. Who's your favorite golf influencer to follow on social media? Who is it? Tell us. We had Roger Steele on here. He's one of my favorites. We're going to have some more guest pickers on the show from time to time this year. But comment on the YouTube channel right now on who is your favorite golf influencer. And we'll pick one person at random. We'll send you a random, uh, we'll send you a t shirt and a hat from Trap Golf. Roger, Roger's, uh, Roger's favorite, Trap Golf. And if you don't want Trap Golf, if you don't like Trap Golf, that's not your style. We'll send you something from TJ if you win. There you go. Thanks. We're going to head over and do the DFS show, talk about some DraftKings. Let's get it. Pat, COVID, you feeling all right? You just finished the first? I'm first, okay. You good? All right. I'm, I'm, I'm here. All right. Let's go lube up for the next show. Get some liquor in there. I got a little tequila I got to refill. Let's do that. And uh, let's get going. All right. Bend over your bookie today. You know what I mean? Bend them over. Bend them. Hit it. Do it. Because, you know, Mayor Screensby Green doesn't really apply here. All right. See you. Oh!